Hi, it's Leah, and thanks for listening to Love Leah. As you noticed, I didn't upload an episode last week, and this time I really did have a reason for it. I took some time to put this podcast into perspective and just really take the time to make it feel like me and to just put my heart in it because it's really something that I love to do and it's really something that I enjoy to do. I enjoy to talk about daily situations. I enjoy to talk about Toa. I enjoy to talk about all these people with such beautiful stories and just I enjoy to talk about provoking thoughts about things that we might do in our daily lives and not realize what effect it has on us. So I really invested my time to make this feel new and me, to make this feel me and to really hopefully um, to whoever is listening to this, hopefully you notice just that, that this is a part of me that you're listening to. Um, as you notice, the intro of this podcast is also changed. That's not because I changed, like, it's not because I changed it to me, but that has something to do with something else. Mainly, it's the Omer these days. So we are right now in the Omer, and I believe most of you ladies know what Omer is. But for those who don't, and also for us who do, and still, you know, could use a refreshment. Um, so the Omer is actually, uh, it started in the days of the Holy Temple, so of the Betamikdash. The Jewish people would bring a barley offering on the second day of Pesach um, to the to the Bet Hamikdash, and this was called the Omer, literally sheaf. And in practical terms, would be would permit the consumption of re- recently harvested grains. So they would bring a grain, like they would bring barley, for example, on the second day of Pesach, and um, that would. Pers- permit the consumption of grain and um, that started on the second day of Pesach so we start to count the Omer on the second day uh, which for those who live outside of Israel is the second Yom Tov um, and starting that day then it's 50 days to Shavuot so we are counting 50 days to, Sh- to Shavuot when, um, which is a holiday where um, the Torah was given. So uh, Shavuot is a day that uh, the Jewish people stood at Mount Sinai to receive the Torah. And so this is a seven-week preparation period. Um, and it's interesting, though, because like in Pesach, we were just freed from Mitzrayim, right? And Hashem did this big miracle for us. Like He opened... The, the Red Sea, right? And uh, like the Sea of Reeds. And it's so interesting why he didn't give the Torah then. You know, like all the world side, all the seas split. Uh, why didn't just give the Torah then that everybody would see it? But this was because, like the commentators say, that we were freed from Egypt only in order to receive the Torah and to fulfill it. Thus, we were commanded to count from the second day of Pesach until that day, until the day that the Torah was given, um, which you know it was to show like how greatly we desired the Torah. It's also also interesting because 
the day that like that we went out of Mitzrayim, obviously not just the day, but we were we went out of Mitzrayim. And at that point, there I remember there is a story where Hashem really wanted to free the people, you know, out of Mitzrayim, his people, the Jewish people. And he said that to the angels, and the angels said, What? You want to free these people out of Mitzrayim? What? Like why? They're they were on the 49th level of Tuma, which is Tameh. It's unpure. And 50 is the, the lowest of the low. So they were almost at the lowest of the low. So they said, at least take the Egyptians. They have all this gold and they they have, you know, they were not as low. Um, but Hashem said, no, there is something about these people that is special. And he took us out of Mitzrayim. And the only reason that I just um, mentioned was, you know, the only reason that we were freed from Mitzrayim was to get the Torah and to fulfill it. So it's all about the Torah in the end, which is the greatest gift. Um, furthermore, uh, during the Omer, as most of you know, um, it was also um, Rabbi Akiva that lived uh, during the Omer who had 24,000 students and who tra tragically died during the Omar period uh, because they did not treat each other with sufficient respect. Therefore, the 33 days from Pesach until Lagba Omer, uh, we observe uh, these signs of moorings, which are, there are no weddings. Uh, people don't listen to instrumental, instrumental music, uh, live or recorded. Um, but vo vocal music is permitted. Um, there are also no haircuts or shaving, which is why um, you will see a lot of men with big beards. <laughs> um, but um, if, this is, by the way, a, a small note. Like for some people, I thought that was very interesting. For some people, the 33-day mourning period begins a week later on the 1st of Iyar, which is, by the way, this Tuesday. Um, so it will be Rosh Chodesh and then um, then it will be um, ER. But this is the reason, because it's a seven-week preparation, right? It's a seven-week preparation starting from Pesach until Shavuot. And Shavuot is like when we get to Torah, it's, it's magical kind of, right? This is the best time to do some introspection. To do some, we just left Mitzrayim. We just left all whatever we were locked in, and this is the time that we need to make change. If you want to change something, they say if you ever have a bad habit and you look something up, like for example, you want to work out more, you want to stop to smoke or whatever it is, um, they will always tell you, I it takes about like forty days, a month to forty days, to really um get into this habit of not smoking of working out or whatever it is so you have this exact period you have this time to really work on yourself and get to that level where you are worthy of receiving the torah where, when we are worthy all of us all of us this is the time to do some introspection we always have time in the torah but you know, someday we will not. And sometime we will need to step it up. And it's better, 
I want, I wanted to say it's better late than never, which in some cases is true, but it's better now than not, than late, you know? Um, you want to be there by Shavuot. When we get to Shavuot, you want to be there and really just be proud of the last few weeks, how much you've worked on yourself, how much you try to change, how much you try to upgrade a habit. And you want to be there full of proud and feeling like you're worthy, like I'm worthy, like we are all worthy of receiving it. And whether that's self-esteem or whether that's something physical or whether you want to work spiritually on yourself, whatever it is, now it's a good time to do that. So Kabbalistically, um, you have each day of the Omer, which is related to different Sfirot. Uh, so, um, you know, you have the, the Sfirot, the emanations through which God acts, um, interacts with the world. Um, so each of the seven weeks is associated with one of the seven spherots. Um, and each day within these seven weeks is also associated with one of the same seven, seven spherots. So it's creating like 49 permutations. Each day during the Omer, we focus on a different aspect of the spherots. So um, it's really interesting if you're counting the Omer um, to work each day on that. But if you're not there, it's also just interesting to work on on yourself, on really what you feel like you want to change, you want to look into. You Now it's really an amazing time for that. Um, so going back to that intro and to like the podcast, what I really want to talk about today is I really want to talk about how we are, how whatever we see and how whatever we hear, it really affects us. Um, I'm sure you all know, all of you ladies that's listening, that are listening to this, I'm sure you all know, um, you know, what kosher music does to you. Um, but I just want to emphasize on that because I do feel like it's so important and sometimes we don't realize it. Um, and it has to do with so many different things, it has so many aspects, but just saying what I just said, right? Like about, I'm going to take myself for an example. I have this podcast where I I, I talk, right? I talk. <laughs> That's basically what I do on here. Um, but I talk about uh, daily life and I talk about Torah, something I'm really passionate about. Um, and I love it. It's absolutely like, I really like it. I really try to make time for it because I, I know that I really enjoy it. Um, so I do my best to um, to come on here and talk. And um, what I know is that I really put my heart in it. I really put my soul in it. And I hope that to whoever is listening to this, to all of you ladies, that you really feel um, my soul and my heart. And that you really feel my passion about these subjects, about these topics, about whatever it is that we are talking about. And that you get touched by it in some way. That's my hope. And whenever I'm making a painting, I paint and I I really put all of it in it. Because that's what an artist does. That's what an artist does. To put 
all their heart and soul into it. No wonder you have a saying about it, right? Putting your heart and soul into something. It comes from somewhere. It stems from something. And um, that's basically what an artist does. And that's why it's so important to realize what you're listening to. Um, you cannot like expect to listen to something non-Jewish, non-kosher and feel uplifted in a way, you know, and feel like you've just connected to something so spiritually. It's not just about words. It's not just about what is said. Obviously, it's also about that. It's not, it will not affect you for the better listening to people cursing or talking very um, provocative. It's, it will not affect you for the better. There is a thought that says that whoever is around us, the, the people that you are closest with, their best quality is what your best quality will become. And their worst quality is what your worst quality will become. And if we think about that, do we really want to be like the people that are around us? Do we really want to be like them? If yes, then you're doing good. If not, then you need to change your environment. And we attract what we do, right? Or we, we do what we attract, however you want to put it. comes down to the same thing. Whatever we present ourselves at, whatever we try to do, that's what we attract. So if we really want to, you know, be friends with people that study Torah and be friends that, with, with people that want to be chavrutas and want to improve themselves, people that don't judge, you know, like positive-minded people, people that always try to look for a solution instead of always look at the problem. If we want to attract those people around us, we have to be like them. We have to be just that, whatever it is that we want in our friends, in our families. We have to be that. In order to improve our environment, we have to improve ourselves first. We have to be worthy of such people around us. You cannot expect to be only around people that are Shomer Shabbat if you're not Shomer Shabbat. You cannot expect to be only around people that are Tznius if you're not Tznius. And so on. You know what I'm getting at, right? It's um, whatever we do, we attract. And it's important. But so like, like I said, putting your heart and soul into something, it's, um, it's important. It's, it's, that's what happens, you know, with an artist. So whatever you're listening to, your soul, I believe it's a, a, a Kabbalistic thought, but whatever it is that you're listening to or whoever it is that you're listening to, your soul is in a way connecting to that soul. So you have to really, really think about what you will listen to what you will watch, what you will see, because your soul will connect to it. And do we really want to 
have connections with some people that we don't really respect we have to we have to think about that we have to think thoroughly about it do we really want to connect to people that are provocative in a bad way that curse that paint naked bodies that paint things that that we don't want to see do we really want to watch movies like that do we really want to see things like that on social media and social media might even be the hardest i think i've spoken a lot about social media and i don't know if it got into any of yours your thoughts but i think it's an important one because it's given you that even if you try not to follow that so it's basically like how can i compare this um i don't know if any of you ladies do this but whenever you're becoming more news you have like certain piece of clothing hanging in your closet and a good trick is not having them hang in your sights just putting them somewhere if you don't want to throw them immediately and then after a while you can throw them um, because you haven't worn them or you have to praise them or whatever it is and that really helps but if you're if you're let's say let's say it like this okay you have your closet and that piece of clothing next to another piece is hanging there those are the only two things so you're kind of like forced with your face onto that piece of clothing that you don't feel snooze in, in it anymore. That's kind of what happens with social media. You're forced into seeing things that you actually don't want to see. You're actually beyond that. You pass that. You're higher than it. And still you're seeing it. And that's why it, it's taking you down. Because you kind of like feel forced to wear to wear that piece of clothing that isn't on your level anymore you forced to it in a way like it's not really forcing in the literal sense but you know what i mean right so yeah it's important whatever we see whatever we hear and i'm not just talking about listening to music to music it's such a big thing to change that if you don't listen to kosher music now could be the time just take on a challenge until Shavuot I would say listen to kosher music but try to listen now to Sefira music Sefira the you know the a cappella music that is kosher you have many amazing songs a cappella, kosher, and that's it, you know? Try to listen to podcasts, learn a little bit, something here and there. Listen to Torah anytime. They have amazing shiurs. If you're looking for um, people to listen to, my favorites are 
Rabbi Wallerstein. He's very amazing, speaks amazing. He does, he does a lot of shiurim. I love uh, to listen to Rabbanit Yoshua on YouTube. Rabbanit Yemima Mizrahi. They're amazing. Um, to highly some more. Read a book, you know. Listen to some Sphira music, to a podcast. You know, sometimes it's also nice to listen to something else um, for for once. And to give, to relax and to just think a bit. Um, but if you're not listening to Shukoshir music yet, which is fine, we've all been there. Like, I've been there, you know. I was there too, but it did change a lot in me. Even if you're not feeling it immediately, take upon it, take, take it upon yourself. Until Shafwood, listen to Sphira music. Listen to kosher Sphira music, kosher a cappella music. Type in Sphira in Spotify or in in YouTube and you will find amazing songs. Um, you have songs like from Ishairi Bo. You have a lot of songs that are Sphira. Um, take it upon yourself and you'll feel after 30 days, like it's it's not even 50 days anymore, but it's maybe more than 30 because we are now going to be ER. So yeah, it's going to be more than 30, but you know, it's not going to be 50. Take it upon yourself and you'll feel the change. It does a lot not to, to see these things. It, You'll you'll be higher spiritually. You'll feel higher. Um, it has a big influence, whatever we see. And it's also what it, whoever we talk to, which is why it's hard sometimes, you know, if you're working in a non-Jewish environment, sometimes it's really hard. It's hard. Um, you'll feel the difference. Um it's important to, to surround ourselves with people that are positive, that want to learn, that are open-minded, people that want to listen, where you can just talk and just release whatever is lying on your heart. People that want to improve themselves, that want to learn, that want to do things. It's important. It's important for all of us. And I've spoken about loneliness, right? It's important for all of us to find someone. And um, someone, you know, who we can spend time with. And someone that we can talk to. Um, Friends, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's briefly what I want to talk about. Whatever we see... And whatever we hear, it really affects us. And it's something big. Sometimes it's hard to work on it. But um, it's definitely... It's definitely worth it. It's worth it if it affects your spirituality on such a big level. Um, It's definitely... A good thing, you know, to... To um, to listen to kosher music, to listen to to see kosher things, not to 
to not to get in this world, you know, of immortality and not to long to be there, to long to be close to Hashem, to long to be close to Hashem. And um, sometimes it's hard, but you know what? We can all rise again. We can all rise again. Um, it's like um, it's like this story. I, I thought of a story um, that I read now from the book uh, "One Small Spark" from Rabbi. I believe his name is Eliel. Um, an amazing story about. Um, I believe it was Rabbi Nachman that went to, um, he was always trying to, to do a mitzvah, right? So he always looked like, where can I do a mitzvah? Where can I help people? So uh, in the Soviet Union back then, they, um, they uh, needed money. They asked for, I believe it was a thousand, whatever the coin was there. So it was a lot of money. And, um, he went and in this time you didn't have like a phone you didn't like you didn't really have a way to contact you didn't have whatsapp or something so he went and they told him whenever you will see um a, a, someone outside of on this corner um moving that means that it's not safe but whenever he's standing still that means that it's safe so um because in this time jews were also like persecuted and like they they had to do everything hidden so at 2 a.m uh, or p.m at 2 p.m he he looked outside the window and he saw a man moving so he knew it wasn't safe so the next day at the same time he was looking out the, out of the window and he was moving again so it wasn't safe so the third day he looked out of the window and then his the man was standing super still so it's going quickly with envelope he gave him quickly the envelope and he didn't want to ask too many questions but um he asked like you know um like what are you going to do with this money he says i'm gonna buy candy and now like he was really interested so what are you going to buy candy for he says well the jewish kids they um they teach him all kind of things here. They t- teach him that like Hashem's not exist, and they believe it. And it's hard to to get them to come to study. Um, and a lot of Jewish souls are getting lost because of it. Um, they're losing their way, and they're they don't believe, you know. And um, so we have to buy them in some way to come to study. We have to buy them their time, you know, to to come. And what's the best way to buy kids something? Like, what's the be- best way to buy a kid off of, of something? It's candy. And that's what this money was destined for, to, to, to get these Jewish kids that were taught that Hashem didn't exist to come and study. And I thought it was such a beautiful story. Um, because... That means, you know, everybody can be taught something. Everybody can, if you hear something enough times, if you listen to, like you're hearing 
you hear for example the sky is purple the sky is purple after a while you will start to believe that the sky is purple and if it affects us we cannot deny that whatever we see whatever we hear it affects us the point is the question is is it affecting us in a good way because if it isn't what's the point we all believe in Hashem right If we believe in Hashem, dear ladies, then what's the point that we let this thing affect us? We could do better. And this is the time to improve us, to make ourselves worthy of receiving the Torah in Shavuot. Of passing the Omer and really looking at ourselves. Are we merciful like Hashem? Are we worthy? Are we surrounded by people that we look up to? Because we will become like them. Do we want to become like our friends that are near to us? Do we want to become like the people that are around us? How can we change ourselves and then our environment? It's like the story of this guy. You for sure all know it. And it's the last thing that I will say. Because these stories, I got an amazing book from my dear husband. And... It's been super inspiring. If you are looking for a book with inspiring stories, I definitely recommend it. It's uh, called One Small Spark. But I believe the story that I'm about to say, I've heard it somewhere else. I don't remember where, but that means that it went to my dad, right? So every time that you you you're remembering something like a or something, but you don't remember where you studied from or from who it was, that means that it went to your dad. And that means that you inter interpersonalized it. Um, and that you, you can also do that. Like you can make sure that it interpersonalized something by um, teaching it to someone else. So that's why I think also that this podcast is something good because I'm teaching you something that I've maybe just learned or that I've just read and I'm letting it go to my dad. So um, the book that I was referring to was One Small Spark from Rabbi Yechiel Spero. And um, the story, I heard it from somewhere else. So it's coming from my dad, hopefully to yours. And if you like, hopefully, hopefully, if when you teach it, it will go to your dad. So it's about um, some guy. And this guy, he really, really wanted to change the world. So he really wanted to change the world. And he tries and he tries and he tries and it didn't work. So he says, okay, you know what? At least I will not like try to change the world. I will just try to change this other community. And he tries and he tries and he tries and... It didn't work. So he says, okay, you know what? I understand. Like, I just need to try and change my community. So he tries and he works hard and tries and it's not working. So he says, you know what? I will try to change my neighbors. At least I could change them. So he tries and he works hard and he tries and and keeps trying, but it's not working. So he says, you know what? I'm, I'm so stupid. I should start with my own family so he tries to change them and he tries and he works hard it's his family he cares about them he wants them to be good and to behave well and he tries but it's not working 
it doesn't really stick. So he says, you know what? At least all I can do is try and change myself. So he tries and he works hard and he tries and it works. He's changed himself. He's changing himself. And because he's changed himself, he changed his family. And his family is so impressed and they they really want to change also. So they change themselves also. So because this guy changed himself, his family also changed. And this family had a good impact on their neighbors. And the neighbors also changed. And the neighbors, they changed the community. And the community changed other community. And this is how we can change the world. So let's do something in this period that we are now in the Omer. A time before Shavuot. It's a seven-week period. Let's try and change ourselves in order to change the world. Let me know if you have any questions. You can always reach me at mymothersjourney at gmail.com. I hope this was helpful. If you're listening from Apple Podcasts, please do leave me a review. It would be super helpful. And um, I hope that you'll be back next week as a slightly changed person already. Have a nice day. Love, Leah.